Good afternoon again. I want to bring this message home. I only have two more verses left to do, but those can take weeks if, if we don't just knock them out. But I really want to bring this home, this season of messages. And I really want to leave us with something to anchor ourselves to. So last week we did Romans 8 and verses 15 and 16 and 17. And I'm not going to elaborate much, but I'm going to read those as we go into this week's message. And I want you to be encouraged, but I also want you to be ready. I want your spirit to be ready for a rhema. I want you to confess now that my spirit is open and available to rhema, to, 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 to new revelation, to a revolution of my spirit and my thinking. I, I want us to just begin to believe that we don't just hear scripture and get excited, but we are being reborn and remade in the image of the word that's being taught to us. I, I want us to confess today that this is our day to get a full emergence coming out of the cocoon like a caterpillar as a butterfly, that these things that we're hearing now and have been hearing have now taken root in us. We have a life in us and now they are governing and guiding our decisions, our steps, our moves, our beliefs, our comforts, the things that try to bring us discomfort. I want us in this season and this, this message today to say, this is the turning point for me. This is where it ceases to just be a message and it becomes my life. I want us to agree with that today. Let me see by show of hands who's standing with me here on this. This is who we are. This is where we are right now. Amen. Take it with force. Don't just stick your hand up. So just say that. This is, this is my day. This is my time. This is when it all comes alive. This is when everything changes. This is when my life becomes something that I don't recognize, but I love it. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. So last week we did, like I said, Romans 8, verse 15, for the spirit which we have received is not a spirit of slavery. Going to um, Nelly's testimony this morning to put us once more in bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. So just make the point again, spirit of slavery, spirit of adoption, two different things. And I need you to understand this real quick before I move forward. When I, every time I read something in the Bible and it says spirit of something, are you listening to me? <clears throat> it's not a feeling of, but it's a territory. Is a demonic stronghold standing in a place. And here's what I mean. Are you listening close? Listen real close. This is important. You, we as a people who may have been set free from slavery, the actual physical condition of it 400 years ago, but the spirit of us, of it has not left most of us for into this day. And the spirit of it is what binds you not the physical. 
somebody smacking me in my face and somebody hurting me in my spirit, the smack in the face burns, but it wears off. But the thing that they said or did that hurt my heart or hurt my spirit will last for years and years and years and years. And we'll pass it on to our kids and we'll pass it on to our next relationship. And everything we do will live out of that hurt. That's what it means when he says the spirit of slavery. There's a spirit on people, especially people of color, that we understand slavery as the actual change in the whips. But the reality of it, that before it became change in whips, somebody received the spirit of it and they took it and they put it on us. And then we received it and we became slaves spiritually. So that's why a lot of us can't get past working from the morning to the night until we pass out because we don't know any other way to receive but through the means of slavery. You know, you need to understand what I'm saying right here. I, I know I'm getting a little deep on you. But when God began to reveal to me, behold, the birds of the air, they toil not, neither do they spin. For years, my mind said, but you can't live unless you work all day. What do you, what is what does that even mean, the birds of the air? Like, I can't just fly around and float through the sky and God just provide for me? That makes no sense. That scripture is just symbolic. It can't really mean that. I'm here to tell you today for the past 20 years has absolutely meant that because that's what God wants. And he said, are you not much better? But because of the spirit of slavery, we have been conditioned, watch this, under the curse of the law, that by the sweat of your brow, you should eat. That's what he said. By the sweat of your brow, that was under the curse of the law. And then, then he came later and said, through Abraham, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We're no longer under the curse of the law. That means by the sweat of your brow, you're not supposed to eat. There's supernatural provision. I got this job. I hate this job, but I... I need the benefits and I needed this and I needed that. Well, then you're a slave. And you're a slave because you're doing something that you hate. You got a taskmaster over you calling the shots, telling you the hours when you can take a break, when you can't, when you can come in, how many vacation days you can have. I'm not trying to diss nobody with a job. I'm trying to tell you there's a better way. And I'm trying to tell you that that's the spirit of slavery that's been passed on to us. Then the other spirit of slavery was we're supposed to live in the lower conditions. We're supposed to be the, minor, the, the minority and we're supposed to be, I, I, don't, I don't like anybody telling me that I'm not a minority. I'm a majority, I'm in for the kingdom of God. You, people on earth is a minority. You don't understand what I'm saying. See, let me back that up scripturally. See, he said when Elisha was there with Gehazi and he said, Look at the soldiers come against him. He said, no, 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 kid. Greater is them that are with us than them that are with them. He said, what? He said, Lord, open his eyes and he could see the hopes of the angels surrounding them because we are the majority. But we've been taught to live like the minority. And we've been told we are minorities. And there's been these phrases and stuff that's put on us that keep us in the spirit of slavery, even though we may not be in chains and not be getting struck on our back with whips, the mentality of us is still, we struggle. Where's well, the white man's world? We gotta get it. I don't speak that kind of stuff anymore. And I refuse to, because it's not, it's my savior's world if I walk in him and everything he says belongs to me. And if he told me that the birds toil not, neither they spin, 
your father feeds them, are you not better? Then my question to you today is, are you not much better? Are you not much better? Somebody say out loud, I am not under the spirit of slavery. Say it loud, I, even though I can't hear you say it at the top, of, I am not under the spirit of slavery. So now let's go. I said, I wouldn't preach long on it, but these kind of things, they jump out and you just gotta do what the Holy Spirit say to do. Hmm. For the spirit which you have received, say the spirit that I have received, is not the spirit of slavery to put you once more into the bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. So that means even being brought into God, a spirit had to be replaced with a spirit. See, remember, oh my God, I, I, I try not to preach this again, but I just can't, I just can't move on. So let me just give it to you, just like it is. Remember when Jesus said, and the demon get cast out and then they roam around and they don't find any place. And after seven days, they come back and it's worse because they come back with seven more demons, right, right, right. See, God is aware of, say no to something, but say yes to something. That's why I started earlier saying to y'all, if y'all could commit to it and say, well, five days, five weeks, five years, I'm committed to this, you can see a change. See, he's saying, I don't drag a spirit out without putting the spirit in its place. So I threw the spirit of slavery out and I put the spirit of family in. Oh, y'all need to take this home, all right? So he drove the spirit of slavery out and he replaced it with a spirit of adoption. Why? Because if you're a family member, you don't make slaves out of your family. Come on now. So he said, I didn't just throw away the spirit of slavery and give you a spirit of freedom. I gave you a, fit, a spirit of sonship, of family. I removed slavery and I gave you family. And you can't come back to the master's house and say, I'm gonna take your kids and make them be slaves too. Can't do it. Some of you are catching this right now. Some of you are gonna get it next week, but whatever it takes, I'm telling you right now, there's been an adoption. There's been a transformation. There's been a whole removing and lifting of what was and a bringing into what is. Slavery is gone and family has been introduced. You are now in the bloodline of God and therefore cannot be slaves ever again if you claim your inheritance. Hmm. And that's why we cry, Abba Father. <laughs> not we say it, not we sing it, we cry it because you realize you've been taken from the field and been adopted as sons and daughters. And now you are family. And that's a good reason to cry, baby. That's a good reason to fall on your face with tears and say, I've been freed from the spirit of slavery to this world and the devil and his mess. And I received a spirit of adoption. I belong to the family of God. And so we cry, daddy, father, we cry, my God.
the spirit himself. Phase three now. Spirit of slavery, spirit of, of adoption, and then it says the, the spirit himself. This, the scripture says he's a father of spirit. That's us. We're all living spirits. The spirit. So what he's saying, boss spirit himself testifies with our spirit. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Not your human flesh, emotion, or your old slavery spirit. That's why people can't identify with the greatness of God because they're still trying to identify out of that slavery spirit. Huh? That busting your behind and working hard and going through pain and God wants you to suffer and all that. That's the slavery spirit. That's why you can't get answers. That's why you don't see God moving for you like I see him moving for me. I ain't trying to brag, but I am. So take it or leave it like a lump it. It is what it is. And I'm going I'm to state my case. I'm going to make my claim. And whoever don't like it, don't like it. OK, that spirit of slavery makes you identify with yourself as being weak, trying to be strong. Are you being in the field trying to earn the master's good? Are you trying to see how many bales of cotton you can bring in before the master say good N word? See, you don't understand. That spirit, the spirit himself, God bears witness now with our reborn or our reclaimed, our re reinvigorated spirit of sonship himself. You don't identify with that other spirit. So whenever you come to God praying out of that place, you know why you don't get answers? Because his spirit, the spirit himself, don't identify with that spirit. There's no conversation to be had. Lindsay, you throwing something at me, right? Listen. The spirit, God himself, testifies with my spirit, the sonship spirit, the adopted spirit. He, he, oh, my God. He identifies with the new adopted spirit in me. Somebody say, I claim and lay hold to the new spirit of adoption in me. Because that's what God answers. He responds to the new spirit. He said, not that slavery thing. I don't know nothing about that. I'm telling you, my spirit, the spirit himself, identifies with your spirit that has accepted the adoption spirit where you are now sons and daughters. Talk to me like a son and daughter. Don't talk to me like a slave. I don't identify. Hmm. The spirit himself thus testifies with our own spirits, assuring us, here's my proof, that we are children of God. That's the adoption spirit. His spirit identifies with you that you are the children of God. That's the spirit of adoption. And if, and I'm going to change the scripture right here. I don't think that's written right. Well, you're going to go against the word. Yes, I am right here this one time. If you don't like it, you can sign off. I'm going to turn that word if to because. And because we are his children, not if, ain't no if, you are his children. The word said you've been adopted. So, and because we are his children, then we are also his heirs and heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share in 
The sufferings, if we are to share in his glory, and we went through last week, the sufferings was not cancer, disease, sickness, and all that stuff. It was the rejection. It was the world ain't going to accept you. Do you you understand how they felt about Jesus because he walked around saying, I'm the son of God? Stone him. Kill him. Do this to him. Reject him. Throw him out. He's been being doing stuff by the spirit of the devil. That's what the suffering is. He's saying, if you step out there and start saying to people, hey, I'm not an heir of this world. I'm not, a, I'm not under the spirit of slavery. I'm, I'm a child of God. You know, your, your friends, your Christian neighbors and family members, your job and your boss, everybody you know, your neighbor and his cousin, everybody going to have a problem with you. You arrogant, stuck up. Who do you think you are to have the nerve to stay? that you a child of God and you ain't understand. You ain't, you've been free from slavery. What you talking about? Yeah, I, the chains may not have been on me physically, but I've been walking with them for a long time. But starting the day, I'm telling you that I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. I am no longer a slave. I'm not even under the spirit of slavery. I'm under the spirit of family, of sonship of God. And watch how people treat you. They'll treat you just like they treated Jesus. The nerve of you. Who do you think you are? I've been in churches and try to tell them God don't want you to suffer. And they're almost ready to pick me up and throw me out the door by my collar. How dare you come in here and say we not slaves. The nerve of you. Who do you think you are to say you are the son of God? Who are you? The nerve of you to say, I got it for my own family. The nerve of you to, to be blessed like that. The nerve of you to talk about your blessing. You bragging about yourself. And then and, and I'm like, I'm just telling you what the word says and I received it. How, they, they liked it when I was under the slavery spirit. They Everybody loved me. And oh my God, they loved me. Everybody in the family, everybody got along with me so nice. You know, you preach a nice little word there. When I start taking this position, people I thought was down, down with me flipped the nerve of you. Why? Because a light shines in the dark and the dark comprehends it not. Whenever you start to shine like a light and you start to burn people's eyes, they don't want you around them. Slaves like their slavery, man. And you got a whole bunch of spiritual Uncle Toms out here in the church. I'm just going to tell you right now. They trying to please the old master so bad. But when you take your, your, your place and you take your emancipation and you step up and you walk out in that thing, he said, you're going to suffer like Jesus. People are going to look at you and say, who do you think you are? Saying, my father said to me and me and my father are one. And them kind of things that Jesus said that made them literally nail him to the cross. The nerve of you that took up stones immediately because he said, me and my father are one. And now you're going to go out there and say the same thing. I'm one with God. I'm a, I'm a child. And the world are going to like it. But I'll find the three that do and I'll hang with them. And forsake everybody else. My God. Now. How you feeling right now? How you feeling right now? You want to do a holy dance? You want me to pause while you do a little dance? Glory to God. We're free from the spirit of slavery. We didn't just get free. We didn't get free years ago. We just got free again today. We're free from the spirit of slavery. We don't walk under the spirit of slavery. We're not beasts of burden. We're not hard laborers. 
We're not on the chain gang. If, if, if I could, my God, can I prophesy right now? I want to prophesy over you that you will learn from this day forward and it will become your reality that you don't have to be a slave to anybody's job ever again. I'm going to speak to you right now that you're not going to be a slave to your business. You're not going to be a slave to a job. You're not going to be slave to a dollar. You're not going to be slave to earning a penny that God will show you where his well flows and you will step into that stream and the blessings will come up on you and flush over you and overtake you. I'm telling you, I haven't had to work a job job in 30 years. With a church as small as we've been, and you know how small we've been. And God would always show me how to make an income, or always show me a way. And I'm telling you it's true, and I'm telling you it's possible, and I've been living the example in front of most of everybody on here for more than a decade. And still prospering. And God moved me to another place that made me have to add another rent to my life. And I'm still paying it. And my increase keeps coming. And I'm telling you, that's our God. We are not slaves. To a company, to a dollar, to a nothing. If you would give God the chance to show you independence, baby. If you just give him a chance. Just give him a chance, my God. Just give him a chance to show you what he can do. If you would just give him a chance to show you what he wants to do. If you just give him a chance to show you how he could provide for you with no help from nobody. If you would just give him a chance. Amen, Ruth. Ruth said, I received that for me. Amen. 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 It's real out here. I get around these people who have generational wealth and these kids grew up not even knowing what a job is because somebody before them stepped into this world and they grew up, these kids, a lot of them little hipsters, and they, a lot of them become DJs. <laughs> And, and, and they're trust fund babies. They don't know about work. They, they don't even know what that is. I, I never forget, uh, I think it was Harrison Ford's wife. I don't remember her name at the time. But she said their, their jet was broken, needed some repairs. So the mother said for the first time, she had to get on a commercial airline with her daughter, who was about five years old. And as she got on the plane, the daughter said, mommy, why are all these people on our plane? Her mind didn't relate to a commercial airline. Listen to me. She didn't even know what that was. Why are all these people on our plane? Her thing was like, there's too many people on here. You need to get, I'm used to being able to run the plane and do what I want. This here, this got to stop. So don't tell me the level doesn't exist. It exists. It exists. It exists. I didn't mean to go into stories, but I'm gonna tell you this story. I was getting on the plane 
last week and they got something messed up at the, 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 the front and the, 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 the machine, the, the scanning machine and went down, whatever the case may be. And me, I try to have a tendency to get to the airport, like literally just about when my plane's about to board, like with 15, 20 minutes. I don't come you no know, two hours in advance. I never have and I never will. And I got the quick, the, 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 the check thing, the, whatever it's called, a pre-check. So I just, while everybody's online, I just walk straight up there and I just get on. And I don't have to take my shoes off and none of that stuff. And if you don't have that and you fly regularly, please, it's 85 bucks for five years. I never stand on lines. I just walk right to the front. Thank you, Lindsay, for telling me. Um, but the but the machine went down all this i got to the plane and the door just closed they said well we don't have another plane to miami but we do have one to fort lauderdale you want to take it yeah so of course now you got to take whatever seat they give you whatever i went up to the woman and i said she says a full flight that's what she said it's a full flight we need people to volunteer to put their suitcases underneath because we don't have any room on top um if you're willing to volunteer we would have greatly appreciated so I went up to say to the woman, uh, you got me booked, you know, at this as a, you know, coming in on the last and I'm supposed to be coming in. I'm, I'm a B, I should be in on B, not in F, you know, in terms of boarding, boarding groups. I'm telling you this for a reason. She said, yeah, no, because we changed the flight and it's a different fare and all that, but don't worry about it. I said, okay. I went and sat back down. I came back over to her and said, look, I'm willing to send my suitcase underneath if you need the space. She said, okay, she gave me a tag. I went and sat back down. God said, that ain't what I told you to go up there for. I said, all right, I'm gonna go back up a third time. I'm probably getting on this woman's nerves, but here I come. I come back the third time. I said, listen, uh, is it possible for me to get a window seat? She said, no, the plane is totally booked, sir. I'm sorry. I said, okay. And as I turned to go away, she said, wait a minute, give me your boarding number. And she looked on the thing and there was one window seat in first class and she put me there. And I looked at my thing and I went, whoa, <laughs> whoa. And I, and I, you know, I went back and sat down. I, I tried not to show too much expression, but she just took me from a, 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 a economy flight and put me by the window in the only seat that was left that was a first class seat. And I went, wow. And as I sat there on the way, I remember something I heard Steve Harvey say. He said, you know, when you book a flight next time, save up enough money to book a first class seat. So this time, every time you get on a plane, you got to pass them nice seats to go to the regular seats. You feel it. And then you start doing what you need to do to not have to go back there anymore. Spiritually speaking, he was saying, let your spirit be changed. That what you desire and pull toward you is different. What you expect is different. See, when you start to see yourself as the children of God, you want to get on the plane and say, why are all these people on my plane? When, 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 you, when you start to see yourself as a as the, of the children of God and not the slave, you don't eat the crumbs that falls off the table. Come on now, you, 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 you get first pick. You, you understand what I'm saying? You get your food brought to you. This is the manner 
of the children of God. This is the manna. This is the children's bread. I didn't plan to stay on this this long. So just be patient with me. I just hope you're being fed. Amen. Whew. Whew. My God, my God, my God, my God. Psalms 32. I feel so high right now. I just don't even want to talk anymore. I just wanted to say amen and, and close up the day. But I want to stop this because this is really, really serious. And I, I immediately wanted to go to verse seven, but I was like, as I read it, God was like, no, you got to give them the, 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 the pretext so that they understand the power and the nature of what's being said. Are you ready? So I'm going to verse two. And I want you to pay close attention. We only probably gonna get a couple of verses in today and we'll pick it up next week. But verse two starts like this. Blessed is the man or woman to whom God imputes not iniquity in whose spirit there is no guile. Blessed is the person that God doesn't hold iniquity against you. And in your spirit, there's no guile. Watch this. Stay with me. Because what I'm about to teach you is foundational to you walking in your sonship. It's foundational. So stay with me. Blessed is the man who God holds nothing against him. He imputes no iniquity. And in his spirit is no guile. And I want to focus on this thing right here, this guile thing. You're blessed if God doesn't hold any iniquity against you and he finds no guile in your spirit. Ready? Falsehood, idleness, slack, slothfulness. I thought guile was nasty, evil, bitter stuff. No, 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 no. Lackness, slackness, slackery, deceit, treachery. That's guile. The Bible said, blessed are you if God can search your spirit and you already been now moved from the spirit of slavery to the spirit of sons and daughters. So what's in the spirit of a true son and daughter? Well, I can tell you what's not. It's lackness. I didn't know there was even a word. Slackness, didn't know that was a word. Slackering, deceit, treachery. There's a video, comical, but very serious on Instagram that I saw. And this guy gets on there with this very nice, subtle music behind him, encouraging music. And he says, people, you're not a failure. I repeat, you're not a failure. You're not a loser. You're just lazy. And then he walks off the screen. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was, that was, wow. Funny, but wow. So the Bible says if God 
can bless you if he doesn't find in you that you're slack and you're deceitful and you're deceitful when you're slack because you always got to make excuses for why you did what you did or why you didn't do what you were supposed to do and see because what had happened was and, and see and God's like I don't like what had happened was I like let your yay be yay and your nay be nay and everything else proceeds from evil. And if you're going to keep giving me what have happened was, I can't do much with you, which your what had happened was. Either do it or don't do it. Commit to it or get out of it. Stand or sit. You know, I'd rather you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, I will vomit you out my mouth. I don't like the taste of you. So he's saying, listen, be committed or don't. Let me give you another scripture you may relate to. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay because everything else proceeds from evil. God don't like indecisiveness. He don't like indecision. He don't like wavering back and forth. Let that person not believe they will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. Did I give you enough scriptures? Okay, God don't like wishy-washy. Stand or sit, go forward or go back. Don't stand still in one spot. I'm just going to wait on the Lord. That's a church thing that's as, de as demonic as demonic can be. I'm going to wait. And what that means, I'm going to stand here and I do nothing until the Lord move. No, you're supposed to move with the last instruction he gave you. And you're supposed to keep moving with that instruction until he give you another one. Well, I ain't heard. Well, what did he tell you last? We'll keep doing that. And let yourself be found faithful doing that. And then he'll introduce the next level. Or somebody need to receive what I'm saying right here, right now. Let God find you faithful in the small things. And if you're faithful with the small, he'll bless you with bigger things. I, I got a bunch of them today. You, you know, I could just rattle them off. He said, let me just find you committed to what I called you to do with this season. But ain't nothing happened. Let me find you committed to it. But it's been three years. Let me find you committed to it. But what if I've been doing it this long and it just looked like it's not happening? Well, then maybe God got to check your spirit because the scripture says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And a lot of times you're obedient, but you're not willing. You're doing it because you've been told to do it, but your spirit ain't committed to it. And that's when, when, when we were doing the social media, I said to Nelly, Nelly, Either do it with your heart or don't do it at all. Don't waste your time. Don't waste God's time. And well, I don't know. I don't just, how do I get committed? Easy. It's just a, a twist right there of a knob. Say, God, I wasn't committed, but I'm, I'm committed to being committed. I'm willing to be made willing. Make me willing right now. Own your mess. Own it. Own it. Look in the mirror and say, God, I've been half-stepping it. I've been doing the bare minimum I can do just to keep you off my back, but I have not committed to you with a real heart. And then you want God to bless you. You want him to open up the windows of heaven, pour you out, bless you. You don't have room to receive. You won't even be able to receive it because you don't have the container for it. Here's the thing. It's commitment. He don't like slackness. He don't like treachery. That means finding sneaky ways to get it without really committing to what you're doing. And he don't like deceit. He said, if I can find your spirit without these things, and I always thought God was sin and pornography and cussing and stealing and beating people. He said, no, no, God is just this. You're lazy. 
you're lazy and you're slackful. And I can't do nothing with a person like that. And I said, wow, that's really a deep statement. He said, well, good. And that's when he gave me the mother person. The reminded person to stay all his ways. Let that man not believe he receive anything from the Lord. If it be hot or cold, I would be hot or cold. If you lose one, I'll spit you out. All these things he started to, I was throwing them at me. I was like, oh, 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 you don't like that, God. I mean, I always knew you didn't like that, but my God, you don't like that. Let your yay be yay. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Anything else I consider evil. Let me give you another one. Disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft. Can I keep going? Well, if God says anything you're doing is like the sin of witchcraft, and then the other scripture said a witch should not even be allowed to live. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a witch. Okay, now. Let me bring this home. So again, blessed is the person whom God will impute no iniquity and whose spirit there is no lazy, shiftless BSness. Verse three, when I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all day long. For the day, for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me and my moisture had turned into drought of summer. Watch this. The reason why a lot of us can't get a breakthrough because you keep it silent. You're not owning your stuff. He said, I don't want to find any guile in you. I don't want to find no laziness in you. And you think by not talking about it or not owning it or not looking at it and calling it what it is, that it's just going to pass. Somebody said to me not too long ago, well, you know, I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want to have a conversation unless something positive is going to come out of it. Is it negative? Did you start it? Mm -hmm. But you only want good to come out of it, huh? So you don't want to face your ish, huh? You don't want to look at it, do you, huh? You want to be quiet about that, huh? You want to dance past that, don't you? Okay. Okay. And your bones will wax old and you're roaring all day long and the hand will be heavy on you because in that guile, that laziness, that shiftlessness, you're not getting the breakthroughs that you need. God heals you. Are you listening to me? In true repentance, in owning it, acknowledging, I don't want to confess that over myself. It ain't about no confessing over yourself. You already that. You ever have a person, you come and you see them and they sick and stuff. And you say like, oh my God, you, you know, you, you, you got him. I don't receive that. You already received it. You coughing and sneezing, snot running all down your face. You did receive it. What do you mean you don't receive it? You received it. What do you, denial is, is healing? No, that's not healing. Are you serious? I'm standing against it. I'm believing for my healing, but don't stand up. I ain't received that. You received it already. You just sneezed all over me. You talking about Church folk are so full of it with these cliches and lies that don't make them take ownership for anything that they do wrong. They don't own it. 
They don't accept it. It's easy to say I don't receive it. It's easy to say I want to avoid it. But he said, when I kept quiet, everything around me dried up. I couldn't go forward. I could feel God's hand of displeasure and heaviness on me. And the moisture turned to drought. Some of you seen it in your bank accounts. Some of you seen it in your life. Listen, saints, you pick and choose the who you talk to. And you may not need to confess it to nobody but God but you definitely do need to own it. And so I wanna leave us today with this. I wanna give you an assignment this week. Get before God and own your ish. I know pastors ain't supposed to say that, but I just said it. Get before God and own it. Own your mess. Get before him and say, God, show me the house. Show the house to my house and let me not make excuses for it. Well, if they didn't say that to me first, then I wouldn't have done that. Whatever. Get before God and own your crap. Own it. Own it. And let him begin to walk you out of it. And then you'll feel the moisture return. And then you'll feel the peace of God's hand on you again. It won't be heavy. It'll be light. And it'll be back to, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A lot of the breakthroughs that you can't break through is because you're in the place of denial and you think by saying spiritual words and churchy things that God now got to follow your game. He doesn't have to, and he's never going to. It's not going to happen. He needs you to look at your dirt. You ain't got to come and tell me and let, you know, the Bible does say confess your force to one another that you may receive healing, but God will show you who you need to talk to, but you do need to own your mess. And you need to not keep justifying it. In this season of my life, I'm doing a lot of mess owning. I'm owning it. And I'm facing stuff. And I'm looking at it. And people around me are saying, wow, you're different. You're changing. You can see why you're calm. Or you're... Yeah, because hiding your mess and lying, that's a, that's a, that's a full-time job. Even when you lie to yourself, that's a lot of work. My goodness, trying to look spiritual and saved when you're on your inside, you feel like crap and you believe everybody can see you. You know, you ever been like that? You know, you ain't living right and then you're around people and you're trying to look like you're living right, but you, you feel like everybody can see you naked. You, 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 you just feel, God's covering you, but you just feel dirty. Because you know you ain't right. You know you did something you shouldn't do and you need to go no, go make it right. You know, you, you, you know what I'm talking about, saints. You know what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. You know you said some things that you shouldn't have said. God told you not to call that person, don't even say it. And you still went on and said it anyway. But God, no, I had to get that off my chest. God told you to keep your mouth shut. Now you need to make it right. Now you need to make it right. So I'm going to ask you this week, get before God. Say, God, show the house to the house. Show me the me I don't want to see. Show me anything in my life. You can say it now while I'm saying it. Show me anything in my life that's hindering me from having everything you want me to have. Show me the thing that's keeping me in a spirit of slavery and not letting me step into the spirit of sons and daughters. Show me anything that I have that, that produces guile in me slackness, laziness, half-heartedness that's keeping me from receiving all the good you have for me. Show me that I may be free and walk in liberty and step into the full spirit of family, bloodline, and see your goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. In the name of our Savior, Jesus, we give you praise, honor, and glory, Father, and thank you for the spirit of correction. 
that keeps us under your protection. Oh, come on, getting Jesse on him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>